The start of the year can feel really overwhelming for a lot of marketing managers. They've got loads of ideas that they want to try out. They've got really big goals that they want to target. They've got pressure from above. They've got pressure from within and it can all feel a bit overwhelming. And of course, they've got limited budget, limited time and the economy to play with. Obviously, the key is prioritizing. Building a good plan sets you up for a really good year. Building a bad plan or having no plan sets you up for a stressful year and you've probably just had one of those. So today I'm going to be talking you through this. It's a marketing planning and prioritization exercise that you can go through. It's loosely based on what we at Exposure Ninja do for our clients when we're trying to manage lots of different marketing channels and different marketing priorities. You can download a copy of this at ExposureNinja.com forward slash 90 and you can follow along. Now what I'm going to do is talk through how the plan works and then I'm going to go through each section in turn giving you some tips on how to complete it. And by the way, you can use this at any time of year. It doesn't just have to be at the start of the calendar year. So if you're feeling overwhelmed with the number of marketing channels and tasks that you're trying to manage mentally, this might become your best friend. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. So first thing you'll want to do is go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash 90, fill in the form and you'll get access to the Google template. So this thing is called the 90 minute marketing master plan. So why is it called that? Well, basically you can complete it in about 90 minutes. So how it works is this, it's broken into five days or sections. You can either do 18 minutes per day or if you're a total geek like me, then you can try and do the whole thing in one go. It starts off by taking stock of where you're at with your digital marketing at the moment. Then it looks at your website and improving the performance of your website. And then it looks at the different traffic channels that you're going to be playing with. Now it uses this process for a very specific reason, which I'll be coming back to later on. A lot of marketers actually do the opposite and it ends up costing them loads of money and being really stressful. So we're not going to do that. Now in day two or section two, you're going to get a prioritization spreadsheet. This is kind of like your to-do list and you're going to be filling this in as you go along because the 90 minute marketing master plan isn't about doing all of your digital marketing in five days or five sections. It's about working out what you need to do and prioritizing it over the course of those five days. So as you're going through each day, you're going to notice things that you want to do little adventures or projects that you want to play with. But rather than doing them right now and going down a massive rabbit hole on day three and the whole thing getting completely derailed, I'd encourage you to stick them in the prioritization spreadsheet. And then on day five, we're going to go through and work out which ones need to be done first, which ones you need to delegate or get additional help with. All right, so let's go through some of these days in a bit more detail. By the way, if you're listening to this on audio only, you can go to the Exposure Ninja YouTube channel to see the video of me actually running through this spreadsheet. So on day one, we call it taking stock. This is about understanding where the business is, what your goals are for the year, and what you have in place already. So some of the things that we're looking at, firstly, setting 12-month goals for the digital marketing. Now at Exposure Ninja, we tend to be fairly revenue-focused here, so we're trying to encourage you to set revenue or conversion goals. But if you have other goals for your digital marketing, like growth of your audience or number of email subscribers, then it's okay to stick that stuff in here as well. We also encourage you to set three month milestones. This is because you want to see if you're on or off track with your goals much sooner than 12 months. You want to know ideally quarterly whether or not you're on track so that you can pivot and change course if needed. We also encourage you to examine things like 
the tone of voice for your company and your target audience. It's a really good idea to have this stuff in place already. Just an observation, but a lot of businesses maybe don't internally agree over exactly who their target customer is and really important stuff like the tone of voice for the business. What tends to happen is they do a whole bunch of digital marketing, realize that they're not quite getting the traction that they wanted and only then realize that actually it's because they don't really have a clear target audience or people inside the company aren't fully agreed on who that target audience is. That's why we encourage you to examine this stuff on day one to make sure that you're actually everyone in the company is singing from the same hymn sheet. This also really helps if you're working with an external agency as well. Now, if you want to help with this, of course, the team at Exposure Ninja, we can help you with this process and going through all of this stuff and doing the customer research. But it's a good idea to get this stuff in the spreadsheet if you can. And if you don't know the answers, then obviously this goes into your prioritization sheet as something that you're going to need to play with and understand later on. We also want to make sure that you've got access to all the tools that you need. Now we're going to keep things really simple. Obviously, depending on the digital channels that you're playing with, you're going to want access to other tools. But straight away, we like to make sure that marketing managers have access to Google Search Console, Google Analytics or GA4 or whatever analytics platform that they're using, making sure that conversion tracking is set up correctly in that platform. Really important if you're going to be tracking conversions to know that your data is accurate. And of course, making sure they've got a login or access or they can get access to the CMS or website. Not really much point doing things like website optimization if you can't actually get access to your own website. So assuming all of that stuff is in place and you've been through this, let's go through to day two. Now day two is all about your website. We do a CRO check and there's a CRO check template that you can use, which I'm not going to talk you through all of the details on now, but it's a really useful model to help you understand how well your website is performing. There's a very important reason that we put this right at the start. We're not talking about getting traffic immediately, we're talking about your website immediately. Let me explain why. So let's say that you've got a website here and your website is generating maybe 100,000 visitors per month. Okay, so you've got 100,000 people coming into your site every month. These are going to be coming in through different sources. You might have SEO, you might have some PPC, you might have some social, you might have some email, whatever, but you've got a total of 100,000 people coming onto your site each month. Now, let's say that at the moment, your website is converting about 1% of those visitors into conversions, leads or sales. So you're going to be generating out of that 100k, you're going to be generating 1000 conversions per month. These might be lead forms, they might be uh, e commerce purchases, they might be phone, whatever 1000 conversions out of your 100,000 visits. Now, let's say that your goal for the year is actually to increase your conversions per month by 20%. So let's say that we want to get that 1000 to 1200 per month. Now what a lot of marketers would do is they would head straight to the traffic section up here, they would start thinking about how they can increase the number of visitors that they're getting to their site, maybe they want to increase their pay per click budget 20%. So they're getting 20% more PPC traffic to their website so they can get this 1000 conversions up to 1200 conversions. Now that's not a bad plan, you may want to do that. And you probably will want to increase your traffic sources. But there might be a more economical way of doing this. Let's say for example, that we're able to fix some stuff on your website through conversion rate optimization. And instead of 1% conversion rate, we're able to get that conversion rate up to 1.2%. What's going to happen to these same 100,000 visits per month is they're now going to turn into 
1200 conversions per month. We've managed to get 20% more conversions out of the same traffic. And the benefit that this has is that that doesn't really cost too much money to do. Usually improving your conversion rate, yes, it's a bit annoying having to make some changes to your website, but it tends to cost way less than driving 20% more traffic. Of course, if your website's now performing better and generating more conversions, you may then want to go and increase the number of visitors that you're getting to the site, knowing that you're gonna get even more of those visitors and those benefits start to compound. But that's why we look at conversion rate on day two, rather than going straight to traffic. A lot of people will go straight to trying to increase the amount of traffic that they're getting without really looking at conversion rate. So we've got a number of prompts in the spreadsheet and the day two CRO check that you can go through to analyze whether or not your website is likely to be well optimized for conversions. Now you might want third party help with this, it, particularly if you're really close to your website or you actually helped design it. It may be really difficult for you to analyze it as an outsider. So feel free to request a free website and marketing review from the team here at Exposure Ninja. Just go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review, link in the description, and we will give you a totally honest appraisal. I promise if you qualify for the review, you. We'll ask you a few bits of info. If you qualify, then we'll uh, send you a free, usually 15 minute video ripping apart your website in the nicest possible way, showing you what you might be able to do to improve your conversion rate. There are a whole bunch of questions here though about calls to action. So your CTAs, how compelling they are, um, how well you are differentiating and explaining what the product or service is on the page, whether you've got some trust signals like contact details and reviews and that type of thing. The copy on the website also really important. Um, so there's loads of stuff here. If you don't have a third party person to hand, you can always just ask one of your customers, right? If you find your most honest, brutal customer and go and sit with them, with having a look at your website and just run through these questions with them, that can be a really, really humbling but useful experience. So that's day two, that's your CRO check. Well, let's move on to day three, which is all about SEO. SEO can be one of the most well, search traffic can be one of the most profitable traffic sources for any business because obviously you're getting in front of people who are actually searching for what you're offering and you don't have to pay per click as you do with paid search. But obviously SEO takes time and it takes a lot of work to build that sort of visibility. What we've done on day three is we've given you a, a page optimization checklist that you can run through. So this is a really simple sort of straightforward SEO checklist that you can run on your main pages on your website website. So your homepage, any service or product pages, product category pages, if you're an e-commerce business, as well as some of your main content or traffic, organic traffic driving pages, whether that's blog pages, article pages, knowledge bases pages, that type of thing. So there's a checklist that you can run through just doing things like making sure that the H1 tags are not a duplicate of your page title, making sure that you've got good headings, they include your target keywords, making sure that the copy matches the search intent. But if you sign up for the 90 minute marketing master plan, which is completely free at ExposureNinja.com forward slash 90, we explain some of these things in a bit more detail and show you some demos. We also include an SEO competitor analysis. And this is really, really important. It's important that you do this. And ideally, you or whoever's going to be working on the SEO does this personally, because this is a great way to get calibrated with what's most important in SEO in your space. What we've got listed here is you can add your competitors websites in, you then want to have a look at the keywords that they're ranking for, you then want to 
analyze things like the quality of the on-page copy. Do they have separate pages targeting each of their services? Are their product category pages well optimized? Do they have optimized page titles and meta descriptions? Do they have useful blogs? And what is their domain authority? Now, you're going to want to use a tool for some of this stuff because actually it can be really difficult to understand the keywords that your competitor sites are ranking for. The first thing that we want to do is when we're choosing the competitors we want to analyze, we don't necessarily want to go for our business competitors. Okay, we want to go for our search competitors. So what is a, what's the difference between a search competitor and a business competitor? If I want to rank for a term like healthcare cybersecurity, because I know that's what my healthcare clients are looking for, my competitors from an SEO perspective are the other websites that are ranking for this term. What I don't want to do is think, oh, who are the businesses that my CEO really wants to take out? Let's analyze them because they may or may not be ranking for the sorts of terms that we care about. What we really care about is winning the search results. Okay, so from an SEO perspective, we want to analyze search competitors rather than business competitors. Of course, you can do both, but I would opt for search competitors first of all. So what we do here, we just search for healthcare cybersecurity and we would have a look at the different types of sites that are ranking, um, whether or not they are true business competitors, because we want to beat them in the search results, uh, regardless of whether they're true business competitors. So I'd stick in all of these, and then I would start analyzing them according to the different prompts that are given in the SEO competitor analysis sheet of the spreadsheet. Now you're going to want to use a tool for things like analyzing the keywords that your competitors are ranking for. So I've just searched for healthcare cybersecurity, the top ranking website is this one here, cyberarc.com. And what I would do here is if I wanted to understand the keywords that cyberarc was ranking for, I would just go over to SEMrush and I would stick in cyberarc.com. SEMrush is then going to give me a breakdown of all the different keywords that this site is ranking for. It's going to show me all the pages that are ranking particularly well. It's going to give me an authority score, which I can stick into my spreadsheet uh, so I can see the backlink profile approximation. But it's going to be really useful to help me understand how these sites are ranking and what sort of strategies they're using to rank. Now, if you don't have SEMrush, you can get a free trial at thankyouninjas.com. That's thankyouninjas.com. You can get a free 14-day free trial. You can go and play with this and then, you know, you can cancel before the end if, if you don't need it ongoing. It's a really useful tool. It's the one that I use most of the time. So what we're going to do here is we're going to click on view details on the top organic keywords that cyberarc.com is ranking for. We're going to see all the keywords that this page is uh, that this site is ranking for. And we're going to see the pages that they're ranking as well, which can then give us a really good indication of what their content strategy is. That's going to be important because we also have a content schedule tab on day three, which allows us to add different content pieces that we're going to want to build into our website. So let's say that with cyber rank uh, cyber arc, sorry, we see that they're ranking for some phrases like privileged access management audit program. And we can see that they've got a page targeting privileged access management audit programs. I bet you're just frothing at the mouth at the thought of having a look at that page, right? But let's say that we see they've got a dedicated page targeting that term and it's ranking pretty well. Well, we might want to build that page onto our site. So rather than just going on and doing that right now, what you're going to do is stick it into your uh, content schedule in the 90-minute marketing master plan. And then you're going to choose what month you want to publish it. And then of course, 
you're going to fill this out for all of the content that you're missing on your website. So that's um, day three with the content and the SEO side of things. So you're going to do that for each of your competitors. It's going to take you a little time to do it, but it's going to be really useful because it's going to show you exactly what your competitors are doing to get where they want to go. By the way, if you're listening to all of this thinking, this is loads of work, Tim, I'm never going to do this. I don't even have the time to make my own plan. Well, then you need real help and you can go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review to request your free website and marketing review. As I said before, if you qualify for this, what we'll do is send you a free 15 to 20 minute video, usually within a few working days, which breaks down where we think you're prioritized uh, actions should be. So we'll basically do a lot of this planning for you and say, we think you should focus in these areas. And if we think that we can help you do some of this stuff, then of course, we'll let you know. Okay, so that's day three. That's um, organic traffic. Now let's have a look at day four, which is paid traffic. Paid traffic can cover search ads, it can cover shopping ads, it can cover video display ads, it can cover social ads. One of the most important things to think about when you're planning out your paid traffic sources is whether you are selling something that people tend to search for or whether you are better selling something that uh, people impulse buy. Okay, because if you're impulse, if you're selling something that people impulse buy, then you might be better targeting social ads, display ads. If you're selling something that people search for, then you might be better targeting search ads. The example I always use is the emergency locksmith, right? Pretty pointless an emergency locksmith advertising on Facebook, because if you're locked out of your house in a pouring rain, you need to get in, you're not just going to scroll Facebook and hope that you see the ads for an emergency locksmith, right? You're going to go straight onto Google and you're going to search for it. Now, if you're selling a brand new type of welly boot that keeps your entire leg dry and play songs to you. That's not going to be the type of thing that people are searching on Google for. So what you might want to do is run social ads where you can target people that are interested in music and the outdoors. That's a terrible example, but you get the gist, right? You're typically going to find that your business, your products and services are suited to either search or impulse primarily. That doesn't mean that you're not going to use both channels, but usually you'll find that you'd get better results in one or the other. Now on day four, what we're looking to do is do a bit of an audit of the paid paid traffic sources that you've used before. So it asks you to basically do an audit based on previous experience. So have you run each of these channels before? How successful were they? How seriously were they managed? And it's worth being completely honest about this because time and time again, we've seen people say things like, oh yeah, these Facebook ads just doesn't work for us or you know, Google ads, it's just too expensive. And then you go in the account and you see, all right, well, this ad creative is just terrible, or they're bidding on all the most expensive, you know, broadest keywords imaginable. That doesn't mean that the channel doesn't work. It just means that that previous attempt was was pretty woeful. So be honest about how seriously these uh, prior these channels were managed prior, because just because it didn't work for you then doesn't mean that that channel won't work. Um, another thing that can be really useful is analyzing whether or not your competitors are using this channel. If you've got smart competitors that look like they're working pretty hard and doing a good job of their digital marketing and they are using that channel, that can indicate that it is a good channel. And if you've had previous bad experiences, then you know you may just want to tweak things. So you're also going to want to be honest about the priority of each of these channels and whether or not you might need external help. It's becoming more and 
more difficult for in-house teams to manage some of these paid channels because to be perfectly honest, unless you've got dedicated people keeping up to date with some of the changes and uh, you know new things that are coming out with each of these channels, your, your in-house person who may be trying to run Google ads and Facebook ads and LinkedIn ads and all do the organics as well and I'll do some content strategy and they're trying to do all of these things at once is going up against professional PPC managers used by comp competitors which spend all of their time playing with these different platforms understanding how they work testing them on different clients taking winnings and learnings from each of these different clients and applying them so it can be very difficult for in-house teams to just keep up to date with what the channels are doing let alone get the most out of their performance another useful tool that you'll get on day four is a cpa calculator and this is a bit of a, a sort of a sanity a sense checking device that you can use to work out basically what your what your total cost per acquisition what your maximum cost per acquisition should be so what you do is you put in your gross profit margin if you don't know this then you can guess but you put in your gross profit margins this is how much profit on average you're making for each of your sales you put in your average order value as well you put in the acceptable payback period so you know some software companies they're happy to go negative on the front end which means they're happy to invest more in acquiring a customer than they make from that customer for maybe two or three months okay in that case you put in two or three in this number here for most businesses you just keep it as a one because you want to make your money back on the first sale you also put in your website conversion rate now again if you don't know this we've given you a suggestion of maybe two percent maybe one percent if your website is horrible maybe 0.5 percent if your website is super horrible and then we've given you a lead conversion rate so this is the conversion rate of leads that turn into sales okay so if your business generates leads to go to a salesperson you want to put in your lead conversion rate here so if you get three leads and one of them turns into a sale on average then you've got a 33% lead conversion rate what all of this will do is give you a worst case scenario for the maximum you can afford per acquisition of either a lead or a sale okay so this is basically breaking even the most that you can afford to spend and this is a really useful number to know when you're running paid paid traffic at all because it shows you this is like your benchmark above this number you don't really want to be running that for too long unless you're happy to go negative of course below this number if your cost per acquisition is below this number then you know that it's profitable so this is stuff that we track with all of our clients who are running paid traffic campaigns because we want to know exactly what the roi is and we want to know how profitable we are and then of course we're looking to improve that number every month we're looking to drop that cpa down whilst also scaling the number of acquisitions per month so those are your main traffic uh, channels we've also given you a social media calendar that you can use as well if you're interested in finding somewhere to put all of your organic social posts and then on day five what you're going to do is as you've been going through all of these different um, traffic channels and your website optimization and you're taking stock you're going to have been putting ideas projects to do's into your uh, prioritization spreadsheet and then on day five what you're going to do is basically run through all of these and mark their priority level now the priority level is pretty much going to match the order of which in which the to-dos came up so you want to most of the time you'll want to prioritize stuff about fixing up your website's performance before you improve the amount of traffic that you're getting now sometimes that will be different if your website's already performing pretty well then your traffic might be a higher priority but if in doubt fix your website first because that's like the bucket right if you've got a really leaky bucket where well, you can either do two things you can either run to get more water and 
keep running to get more and more water or you just fix the holes and then you have to do a little bit less running. So we want to fix the bucket first. Ideally, it's going to save our legs a bit. Um, although there's a lot to be said for getting fit and running around, but hopefully not in the marketing sense. So that is your 90 minute marketing master plan. Hopefully this gives you a bit of clarity and helps you bring uh, calm out of the chaos. It also means that when that really annoying person from sales says, hey, we should do this, or your CEO has been on a YouTube binge and they found some crazy guy who talks about SEO and content marketing and pay-per-click and email marketing and says, right, we need to do all of this. You can say, okay, thank you for your input. And you can stick it in your prioritization thing and say, right, here it is. You can see where I'm prioritizing and you can see I'm going to get to that stuff without having to scrap everything that you're doing to go and dig down other people's rabbit holes. So hopefully this gives you a bit of calm. If you've got any questions or comments, please leave them either in the comments section or YouTube or feel free to drop us an email. I think you can email contact at ExposureNinja.com. If that doesn't work, then drop me an email, tim at ExposureNinja.com. I'm always happy to talk to people. Thanks for listening and watching. Thanks for subscribing. Wink, wink, and see you next time.